Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about maintaining the delicate balance between romance and cleaning up after sex. And I found this anonymous quote that said, cuddling naked after sex is an amazing feeling. Although I have to admit that because sometimes when you're cuddling after sex and all you can think about is cleaning up, it's not quite that same amazing feeling. And that's what we're going to be digging into on today's show. Before we go there, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, one, we are thrilled to have you as new listeners and we're so appreciative of your friends or the reviews on iTunes that you've read that got you to tune in. And for those of you that don't know, the hug is an opportunity for you to share how the One Extraordinary Marriage resources, how the resources have impacted you and changed your marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Rescue My Marriage Today program. And this is, you can find out more about this at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash waitlist. You've heard us talking about Rescue My Marriage Today, and we know that a lot of you have been wondering, is this for me? And I want to tell you that this program is for every couple whose marriage isn't quite where you want it to be. This program isn't just for the couple who thinks they're in crisis. It's also for the couples who are struggling in their communication, the ones who don't know where to find time, the ones who cannot remember the last time that they've had sex. You've known for a while that things have been off in your marriage, but haven't known what to do. This is what you need to do. Get on the wait list right now so that you can be one of the first to be notified when this program is released this week. Trust me, you're going to want to be first. This program will turn your marriage around and get you back to feeling wanted, connected, and intimate. Now is the time to get on the wait list because we're only going to accept 50 couples into this program. So go now and get your name on the wait list so that you'll be notified first when it's released later this week. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash waitlist. And this hug, um, this one's special. Well, they're all special. This one actually came as a second part to an email that we'd gotten last June or July, I think Mm -hmm. is when it first came in. And she says, I'm writing to thank you for your recent podcast on Pack the Boxes. It's time to move on. Here we go. I wrote to you guys in July of last year. Back then, we created a new routine and established a new love in our relationship after implementing the intimacy lifestyle. It was wonderful, and much of it was brought forth through the guidance of your podcast. Awesome. I've been debating on whether or not to send another email to update you on where we are, but when I logged on last week to listen to your recent episode, I knew I needed to reach out again to thank you. In October of last year, we lost our home and all of our possessions, as well as my husband's car to a fierce and tragic house fire. Thankfully, my family and I were at church for midweek service, so none of us were harmed. We lived out of a hotel for 21 days while viewing new homes late into the evening almost every night of the week. Thankfully, God provided a quick process for us to be able to move into a new home in mid-November. 
This new move has impacted our life more than I could have ever imagined. Like I said earlier, we were in such a great place before the house fire. Now things are very difficult. My husband is handling things with the house fire much differently than I. We were both thrown into a tornado of responsibilities and emotions in the weeks following to ensure a stable foundation for our two young girls. Therefore, there wasn't much talking or connecting one-on-one. Since moving into the new home, things haven't changed that much. There's still much to replace and the list of things feels like it'll never go away. Recently, we've begun talking and opening up here and there, but still moving at a slow pace to get back to where we want to be. I'm writing to thank you for this podcast on moving on because although moving seems very practical to us, it has been far more emotional and challenging in our relationship than anything else. Listening to your podcast gave me the hope that we aren't completely lost. Mm. I felt understood listening to this episode and right now for me, that's huge. The feeling of emptiness after losing our home is something I've never experienced before. So feeling understood and found is mind blowing right now. Moving is truly one of those events that literally turns everything upside down. You go from being settled and knowing all your routines to having everything boxed up both before and after the move and everything is different. This is your quote from the show notes. I completely agree and couldn't have said it better myself. We will get stronger. Mm -hmm. The Lord is helping us and using people like you to minister to us. Just wanted to thank you again. Thank you for reading. It means so much. And thank you for obeying the Lord. Mm, Love you guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, can I just say, you know, the beginning of the year we shared, you know, why we do what we do and why we've been doing what we've been doing for six plus years now. And it's to save one marriage, Mm -hmm. one marriage, you know, one extraordinary marriage, the two become one from there. It was, we want to save one marriage from there. We're going to save and we're going to impact a million marriages. But when we get hugs like this, Mm -hmm. that show was for one marriage and it was for them. And so thank you so much for writing in and sharing. Um, we really we love you guys. And w- whatever way we can help you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. Absolutely. And, you know, that was a show that real quick, for those of you that haven't listened to last week's show, that was a show that we did based on a quick move that we had to make because one landlord wanted to sell and whatnot. And what I hope that you guys heard in her hug is that you don't know who could be impacted by you sharing the show, right? She's a regular listener, so she tuned in, but you might have other friends that are going through transition times. You might have other friends that are going through challenges and Rescue My Marriage Today might be the program that's gonna save their marriage. Don't be afraid to reach out and be that helping hand to somebody else because you never know when that act of obedience is gonna transform somebody's marriage. So getting on to today's topic of cleaning up after sex. The kind of a rough transition there. Clean up, clean up. Clean up. You know, it reminds me of when our kids were preschoolers and, you know, the preschool classrooms would have that song, clean up, clean up. And I forget the rest of it. That's the only part that's stuck in my head. But you know, we were recently having this conversation about the fact that if you watch a movie where there's any type of romantic scene, basically any movie where a couple's having sex or it's alluded that they are having sex, you never see the after sex part, right? Like, what do you do after that moment? Because you only see, and actually I, I Googled like basking in the afterglow and I Googled after sex and everything, like every image that you see is a couple with like the sheets perfectly placed around her chest and, you know, halfway up his waist and they're just lying there and it's beautiful, 
perfect, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking... Glorious. Okay, Hollywood, um, you're missing a really big thing here because... Ah, you know what? As long as Tony and I have been having sex, cleanup has always been part of the equation. Yeah. Always. From day one. Yeah. And so I don't know where where you guys have ever come up with your cleanup routine. You know, we just, over the years, going on 20 years now, I mean, it's sort of on the fly. We're, we're learning as we go. Now we have a specific sort of routine that we are in in this season of our marriage. So, you know... We'd love to hear back from you. This is one of those things that who's talking about cleanup after sex? I've never heard anybody looked, read, seen anybody talk about this. And this is a big, and I think this is a really big deal when it comes to our sexual intimacy. Well, absolutely, because there's that whole dynamic of what, like, you've just had, you know, this amazing, intimate, powerful, people are having orgasms. It's good right? Like lots of energy. And then you're instantly like, what's next? Right. And it really, I'm so glad you mentioned the season that we're in because it has changed over marriage, our marriage specifically. I mean, you know, what's your form of birth control? If you're using condoms, cleanup looks different. Are you trying to make a baby? Because when you're in the make a baby phase, cleanup is definitely different. I I distinctly remember one time after sex when we were trying to get pregnant with our son, Alex, like laying with my hips up on a pillow, like my legs were probably like angled up. Over, I mean, it was like, I look back now and I'm just, I, I laugh. For at how my long own, was that? I don't know. It was like 10 or 20 minutes or something. I mean, I'm just thinking, oh, and all I could think about was, I hope those sperm are getting where they need to go. Right. But clean up, it was definitely different then. Mm-hmm. You know, what about location? You know, we love going to a hotel and if we, we're in a hotel and we don't request the king size bed, which we usually do. But if we get into a room with two beds, then is one the have sex in, you know, the bed that you have sex in and then one that you sleep in. So you can keep yes. one clean and one you're just sleeping, right? And the one that you have sex, sex in, in, right? So there's all these different things because, you know, and I'm glad also that you said that nobody's talking about this because I Googled, you know, cleaning up after sex, right? Because you know, surely somebody besides Tony and Lisa are going to talk about, there's hardly anything out there, guys. I mean, honestly, it's like, it's like a needle in a haystack to find anything. And what we realized is that, you know what, if we're talking about it in our marriage, then you guys probably want to be having the conversation too. Right. Right. Because it impacts your intimacy. Well, it's the transition from we're having all this fun together. We, we've talked about what we like, what we're, what we're not really going to get into that night. You know, orgasm, not orgasm, quickie, maybe not, um, extended foreplay, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, it is. It's sort of this abrupt like, okay, I'd like to cuddle. I'd like to just squeeze you and hold you and just hang out with you. And yet you're screaming for the towel. And that, I don't that know would if, be me screaming for the yeah, towel. That, well, when I said yeah. you, that yeah, would be yeah, you, yeah. my beautiful wife there. And so for you guys, I mean, what, what happens in that moment? Mm-hmm. I mean, right there and then can really sort of make or break that time together. So how are you transitioning from the, hey, making love completion to what do we do next? Are we going to cuddle? And if so, what are we going to do? Because for you anyways, it's this... I just don't want semen run, running down my leg and onto the bed. It's not comfortable for me. Right. It's it's just, and I think part of it, part of it's conditioning. I mean, I'll be the first person to say that, you know, because when we first got married and we're using condoms, there was just the instantaneous, like, 
okay, Tony starts to go flaccid. So we got to get the condom out. You know, we weren't trying to make babies back then. So mm-hmm. let's just clean up and, you know, we can cuddle after. And I'm like, okay, perfect. You know, and that, and that's another thing for us guys too. We go from an <laughs> erection to completion to going soft or flaccid. And you're sitting there going, what do I do in this moment? Like, uh, it feels sort of odd. It's awkward. You know, that's, that's going through my mind. Maybe for you guys, it's going the same way. You're just going, I enjoy this. And yet it, I, I just want to sort of clean up. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, let's get to that point. But can you get back to that point after cleanup happens? Well, and you know, this came about because we did have one of those nights where it was like really quick. And then I'm like, okay, like towel, where's the towel? And you know, we keep, we call them our sex towels and we have, you know, they're always clean when they're folded on our nightstands. But now they are. Now they are. Yeah. Back in the early days when we were poor college students, you know, newly married, not so much, but that's a story for another day. But I think it, it shows and, and where we've come over the years was, honestly, we used to have this sex towel after sex towel that we, we would just use. and. Oh. Uh, it, I, it, I can't even like this is this is one of those you know and you guys may be just going we oh talk my about gosh, transparency and authenticity but seriously like I look back on where we were 20 years ago with this one because we only had one I don't know why we didn't like go buy more towels I don't know either babe and, and we didn't That's wash it question. basically what Tony's telling you is that we didn't wash it after every time that we had sex right, right. so it's just it was just nasty it was used multiple times before it got washed now here's the difference now I counted last night because I was just doing a little laundry just tidying up the place we have three towels. We have more than three. That was just what you, the other ones were in the wash. Oh, were they? <laughs> we have like five. We got five. Okay. As of last night though, there are two on my side, one on Elisa's side and they're there because you know, what we're supposed to be thinking, this is us anyways, is prior to sex. One of those towels comes up on the bed. We got an, we got a Eastern King, so it's wide. And if you get caught in the middle of the bed and you're trying to reach after one of those towels, it gets a little funky. So we try to make sure that we bring one of them onto the bed. And then that way, easy grab, easy go. I'm just laughing. It, it, you know, it's been a long time since we've done one of these shows where um, we're revealing so much about our own personal sex life, which I, I, you know, it surprised me. I'm like a little bit embarrassed, I think, about this whole sex towel from the early days. And I'm not really sure why. I think it's because it just disgusts me now what we did when we were in our 20s. But um, that being said, as you're going through this cleanup process, you know, what we had the other day was that Tony was just like, I wish we could just cuddle. Right. And and we're in a different phase now where, you know, a couple of years ago I had a tubal ligation. So we're, we're past the baby making phase. We don't have we're not using condoms. So theoretically, we could just lay there and bask in the afterglow, which is a really interesting term. I want to say though, there were times when we would just, we would just put a towel underneath us prior mm-hmm. to sex. We haven't done that in a long time. We haven't. And, and as we're talking through this, that just came back to me going like, well, why don't we just get like a nice beach towel and then just put it under us. And Did you read action step number two? No. Well, cause it sounds like you're skipping ahead. Okay. Cause it's in there because <laughs> you know, a lot of times guys, when we do these shows, it's because it's stuff that we need to work on in our own marriage, right? Like we don't come, we don't ever come before you on the microphones, on the podcast and say, you know, we've figured everything out and we do everything perfectly each and every day. And we are the perfect married couple. No, I mean, we got into this rut where we were just like having amazing sex and yet we'd abruptly end it 
to go clean up. And what that does is the impact on your marriage, guys, it can be so dramatic, right? That you go from from having this incredible time of connection and, and just physically intimate. And then you're like, okay, next, right? Got to move on. Got to go do something else. And what we want you to do and what we recognize that we need to do in our own marriage is we need to cultivate that intimacy beyond the orgasm, mm-hmm. right? You need, it, it, it doesn't end with climax. It ends when that particular season, that moment is over for the two of you. And some of you, just like us, need to build in the intimacy past the orgasm, right? It needs to be about how can I, you know, can we put the towel on the bed? Can we, you know, and that was one of the action items that I was going to say. Like, if this is you guys, then, you know, have have sex on a towel so you don't have to worry about, you know, the bed getting wet or anything like that. Or, you know, keep the towel closer to you. Like Tony said, we have typically have it on our pillows. Or, you know, I even went so crazy as to write down one of the action items would be that you agree that you're just going to be in the moment and then enjoy a shower together after, right? Because you can just be there and then, you know, clean up together, you know, soap each other up, call it good, right? Extend that time together, right? Because so often in our marriages, the intimacy is like, I'm giving you five, 10 minutes, maybe half an hour if you're lucky. And then I'm moving on to the next thing on my to-do list. Instead of stopping and saying, you know what? This may be the highlight of my day. Mm-hmm. So how can, I, how can I milk this situation to get as much closeness with you for as long as possible? And this is, again, this is, this is a topic I'm sure many of you think about. And yet, have you talked about it? And so it may be a little touchy. It may be a little awkward to be discussing the after sex, like the after sex cleanup. What does that look like for you guys? And it's going to take some discussions because I believe we each come into it at that point where, man, we're, we're so excited about that time together. And what happens afterwards, so we just sort of run away and, and, you know, are the lights off? Are the lights on? You know, how do we get, how do we find the towels? How do we, so be willing to, to walk through and listen to your spouse. You know, don't only, don't only come from your point of view and go, well, this is the way I want to do it. Come from a point of like, Hey honey, what would work best for you? And then obviously be able to answer that yourself. What would work best for you yourself? And discuss that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will say, is it going to be every time like that? No, there'll probably be going to be times, just like with Elisa and I, where even today, we were, we were sort of on a tight time frame. And afterwards, we had to sort of get moving because we had other things we had to get to. We got a little quickie in the middle of the day here. And so luckily, we were sort of on her side of the bed. So it was an easy grab for the towel because we didn't have it on the bed. But we understood that because of where we were. The cool thing is, though, that we did. We were able to take a shower Mm -hmm. afterwards and just sort of decompress and enjoy each other in that situation. Absolutely. And and that's what we want you guys to be thinking about. You know, it starts with virtually everything that we talk about here on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show starts with let's have a conversation about a topic that maybe you haven't talked about. 
Right. Like when we, when in the past, we've introduced 19 questions to amazing sex. And actually, we'll put a link to that um, in the show notes. I will. This is not actually one of those questions. We probably should make it 20 questions and add it on there. But, you know, we went years without ever talking about this. It was just kind of a default response that we did. And yet when we do talk about it, like I didn't know for a long time that, that my quick cleanup response actually bothered him, that he wanted to spend more time cuddling, that he wanted to have that closeness with me. I was just like, next, you know, what do we got going on? And when, when I had my surgery and we weren't worried about, for us, we weren't worried about making babies anymore. We weren't using condoms because that had been our preferred method of birth control. Then it allowed us to have that next level conversation, right? And to say, how do we do this? And, and that goes to saying that you, the next step is that you guys have to acknowledge whatever stage of life you're in, mm-hmm. right? Because where we are not making any more babies, you may be in the, we just got married. We want to make baby stage. So your cleanup's going to look different right? What is your method of, if you're using birth control or are you using natural family planning and how does this, how does this impact your choice of cleanup? Right. But you got to discuss it guys, because when you don't discuss it and everybody's just reacting, that's where the disconnect comes in. That's where somebody starts feeling neglected or left out. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you discuss and you're like, we got a plan, then guess what? Everybody's having a plan. And let me tell you something. If you guys are only having sex once a month or once every other month, the cleanup conversation is going to seem not important, right? Because it's happening so infrequently. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is one of those things you need to practice, which means you need to be having sex more often. Intimacy lifestyle. Intimacy lifestyle. Episode 140, scheduling sex. It needs to be a part of your your physical sexual intimacy. It's a vital part of your marriage. And then the, the third thing that you need to do is you need to have that plan for increased connection, right? It's like what we talked about. Like, do you have the sex towel? You know, you've had the conversation, you've talked about your season. What are you doing right now? What's going to work for you guys? Is it going to be having a sex towel? Is it you're in the baby making season? And so you're like, we're just going to, you know, hips up and we're just going to sit there and we're going to talk for 10 minutes after. Is that still the thing? Hips up? I don't know if it is. During babies? I mean, yeah. Again, I'd love to hear what you guys do. Absolutely. So come back to the show notes. This is episode 315. Um, Come on over here. And put in your comments, and you can do it anonymously. You don't have to put your full name there or at all. You don't even have to put your email, I don't think, anymore. So just come on in and share what you do because we'd love to learn from you, and I'm sure there are others in the one family who would love to learn what you're doing because, again, if we don't talk about it, if nobody talks about it, then we're not going to grow. We're not going to learn. We're not going to expand. We're not going to shift. So let's do something radical here. You know, this is our best year ever, guys. So let's do something that many of us just sort of take for granted and just go, eh, it's just a part of it. Let's share with the one family so that others of us can expand, can learn, can enjoy that sexual intimacy at the end of it that extends it, that extends that connection, that extends that, what would you call it, the afterglow. Yes, the afterglow. How do we extend that? You know, what does that look like for us? Because let me ask each and every one of you a question. If you could have stronger and longer connection with your spouse, what would that do to your marriage? Mm. What would that do to the sense of belonging that the two of you have, to the sense of being valued 
that the two of you have, if it wasn't always about rushing to the next thing, if it wasn't always about, and, and I'm speaking to myself here, guys, this is not, this is not just an outwardly directed question, but if it wasn't just about me going, Oh, I've got to be clean. I mean, honestly, guys, Tony doesn't care if I'm clean after sex or not. He doesn't. That's a me thing. And that's a me problem that potentially becomes a we problem when I don't invest enough in making the connection with him. And because I'm aware of that, I want each one of you to be aware of it so that you're not going through that same sense of disconnect, right? Take this lesson that it doesn't have to be an instantaneous break right after the two of you have had sex. Foster the connection. Guys, we've gotten so many emails this week from couples that are, that are disconnected. Mm-hmm. So many couples that desperately need rescue my marriage today that, that I want to if I could just impress one thing on you today, that as you're talking about, you know, how, what do we clean up after sex and how do we keep the romance? Keep your connection first and foremost in your marriage. Not just your emotional connection, but your physical connection as well. Mm-hmm. Your marriage honestly depends on it. Yeah, it, it really does. And when I just, again, when I, when I just think of this and how many years that we have had sex, and the amount of times that we've had to go through this, right? Cleaning up after sex. Every time. Every single time. You know, th- there are those fun moments, like Elisa brought up. You know, when you're, when you're in a hotel room and you have two beds. You know, you can get fun. You can have fun on one, sleep in the other. You know, have fun That's on one, favorite. sleep on the other. <laughs> it is because... Really, it just doesn't, you know, you can just let loose a little bit. And I think that's sometimes what ends up happening in our own homes, though. We, we're not allowing ourselves to let loose, you know, because we think about, oh, now I got to wash the sheets or I need to do that, this, that, and the other. So what are some ways that allow you to let loose? Maybe it is that, you know, that towel, you know, that big beach towel. I, I love that idea. We have plenty of beach towels. So we can move a few into the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, is it allowing yourself to to use that beach towel to allow yourselves to just go, okay, we're covered here. I don't have to do the the sheets tomorrow because I get it. You know, if you just wash the sheets, which is always fun to have sex on clean sheets, but then they're dirty, but then, you you know, but then they're dirty and you're like, dang it. Now I got to go wash them again. Totally get it. Although I will say this, if you love having sex on clean sheets and it gets you having sex more, just wash your sheets. Like I'm just going to, I'm little PSA public service announcement. Wash your sheets more frequently if you like having sex on clean sheets. Just just do it and have more sex. You mm-hmm. know, kind of, kind of a freebie for today's show. But, you know, all that to say, guys, this is something you need to be talking about. And maybe, maybe you know, it's just not out there on, on the internet or on Google and, and you guys are already having this conversation and you've already had it and you've worked it out for the two of you. And if, if you have, that's great. Like Tony said, come over to the, come over to episode 315 on the, on the website and share your thoughts. But I'm guessing a lot of you have just fallen into a pattern and you're just kind of doing whatever needs to be done just to go on to the next thing. I'm going to challenge you this week that, you know, the one, two, three, seven times that you have sex this week, that you focus on the connection and extending the romance, that you focus more on building the connection for your spouse than in taking care of your cleanliness quotient. And I know for some of you, that's going to be a real challenge because you're like, well, at least I'm like you, like clean up immediately after. I- I'm going to ask you to hold your spouse a little longer. Mm-hmm. 
to spend a little more time in their arms with their head on your chest or vice versa, however that works. You guys know what I'm talking about. And just be present with each other. Because guess what? You can always wash the sheets. You can always take a shower. You can always do all of that stuff. But the connection that is fostered between the two of you having that moment after sex, you can't get that back. And it's a lesson that I had to really think about in preparation for this show and in in our conversations together. And I am telling you, I've missed a lot of moments with Tony. But I don't intend to keep missing those moments. And I don't want you to be missing those moments of connection either. Yeah. And I just want to end with this, that cuddling, there are benefits of cuddling. And so if we can get to that point where we got the cleanup under control, we know how we want to clean up and we can cuddle, here are some benefits of cuddling. You improve your communication. You reduce blood pressure and stress. You sleep better. Think about that. You know, just the, hey, we've had sex. We've ate, we've been able to, to clean up in a, in a way that we enjoy. We can now sleep better. You know, it's, it's that, oh my goodness, you know, get that time together. Um, improve satisfactions. It is, it is said that when couples engage in non-sexual touches regularly, they are more satisfied in their marriage than those who don't. So, hey, you've had sex, but now you're extending that. You're going to have a more satisfied engagement in your marriage because of that non-sexual touch that happens afterwards. So go out there this week. It's a challenge. And to talk about it, to talk about what it what it looks like in your marriage when it comes to cleaning up after sex. Because like us, you may just go through the motions, not sure why you're doing it. It's just what you go, what you guys do. But maybe there's something deeper down there that you guys can learn about each other that can allow you guys to increase the intimacy between each other. And heighten that cuddling, that you know, that benefits that come out of cuddling and that skin-to-skin t- contact. So go out there this week. We're going to challenge you to figure out a way to clean up after sex. Share with us what you're doing because we want to learn. And we, I'm, honestly, we'll try and we'll share it with the one family. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.